This season on the Set Yourself Free podcast, I am so honored and thankful to have six experts on nervous system regulation, what in the world it is, why it matters, and how to learn to work with your brain and your body so that you can feel really safe to earn more, to keep more, and to expand. As someone who went from zero to 10K months in the online space in less than a year, I knew nothing about this, quite frankly. I'm trained as a therapist. I have my master's in counseling. And yet after my first 10K month, I had a massive contraction and I had so much shame around it. I didn't know how to regulate. And so I am super proud of this season and honored that each of these guests are sharing their wisdom, their vulnerability, and their experiences with us. You're going to walk away knowing exactly how to implement in your own business and use these tools so you can create your own version of freedom. Hi, hi, I'm Renee Mace. I'm the Worthiness Queen, and I help leaders and entrepreneurs build a relationship with money and success, all from a place of deep rooted worthiness and nervous system regulation. So I'm curious if you're comfortable sharing with us pieces of your story, because I think it's so relevant for anyone who doesn't know you and is not familiar with your work of like why you are so passionate about this work. And how you got here in terms of just like total burnout and the various aspects of your past life. Yeah. I mean, so, so many aspects. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going to be funny, but yeah, I feel like this is my life's work just because as someone who went through a lot of trauma and a lot of feelings of unworthiness and a lot of burnout and feeling like I had to be a certain way or show up a certain way and I had to be someone else and just really felt like I wasn't a deserving person or just had really, really horrible perception of myself and miscalculated perception of the world around me. I went through a lot of childhood trauma and and had CPTSD and depression, anxiety, all those types of things. You mentioned before I was a lawyer in the past life. And yeah, like my whole life was just who I thought I should be and what I thought I should be doing was very shut down, definitely not in my body at all. But through all of my healing and through recovering from trauma, I learned so like so much. And it really has just become my life's work because I, I mean that's what I spent my 20s doing. <laughs> it's funny, you know, in personal development and and recovering from trauma and understanding it, how it affects the brain, how it affects the body. For my own healing, sure. you know, I had just been through so much and I was even suicidal at a point in my twenties and this work, and not to be dramatic, but this work just saved, saved my life. It really has saved my life. And yeah, this is why I love doing it. I love talking about it. I love teaching it. And, and yeah, I'm just super proud to be doing this type of work. Mm, well, I'm so grateful you're doing this work because it's so needed. And I also just wanted people to hear a piece of that because I think it makes it it's just so much more relatable when we understand like oh Renee didn't just like pop out this way and she didn't just think all these things it's like no 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 I've been through hell and back to get here 
And this is stuff you have deeply had to learn in order to be able to coach and teach around and do this work. Yeah. I I mean, I think it's kind of hilarious that now I'm just like so confident when people see me online, they're like, wow, like you're so confident and embodied and grounded. And oh man, I wish, (laughs) I wish some of you could have seen just my lack of confidence, my low self-esteem, just my anxiety and my insecurity. And I, I really wish you all could see the 180 this work has done in my life because it, it really is that serious and it really is that transformative. Mm. So let's say somebody is in a similar spot, maybe to where you were at the beginning of this transformational journey, like Mm -hmm. in hindsight, do you have a specific place that you would say like, start here so you don't get overwhelmed? Yeah, I would say, you know what? You don't have to figure it all out today. This is a lifelong journey. And if there's, you know what, I I would start with, any piece of you, if there's just a little piece of you that says, hold on, or I'm going the right way, or I know I'm going to be somebody someday, or I know I'm going to get through this someday, start listening to that voice. It could be tiny. It could be just a little, just a sparkle of half a thought or whatever. Hold on to that. Memorize that thought. Memorize that feeling of hope and allow yourself to keep going. I love that. And I think about this often, like still even now, right? Like, cause I, I feel like maybe as dramatic as you of like how much I've like overcome, not, you know, like in a good way where I'm like, yeah. I've been a shit through a shit ton of drama, so much, so many tools, so many things, all, all the transformation. And I look back and I'm like, man, okay, we've, <laughs> we've done a, a total 180 here. But I think what can happen is, is like, we look at people that are a hundred steps ahead of us and we're like, oh, mm-hmm. it's not possible for me. And we start to feel defeated. So I love that. Just that little nugget of like, follow the next right step, right? you know? And right. I think about that every day, honestly, like, oh, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> all I need to know is the next right step. Like, that's it. That's it. No, honestly, still. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> I'm like, what do we do now? Okay, just the next thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you have any particular tools or ways, like let's say somebody has a very active brain or an anxious brain or like the thought of like the next right step is like, uh, no, I need 20 steps. Is there any <laughs> like tool that you love to, to suggest that people try on? Yeah. So for people who are like at the beginning and maybe are just not in their bodies as much, I think journaling especially is just a great process that I still use. So I always ask myself, or especially back then, I would ask myself, what am I believing right now? And is this belief true? And even just sitting down to do that, um, it's so simple, just so easy and like normal um, that I, just that simple act would kind of just bring me into awareness of what I was thinking and allowing myself to start to even think about whether I had a choice in that belief or not. Mm-hmm. So just giving myself that thought, like that space to be like, Oh, maybe this isn't, maybe this isn't true. And maybe I don't know what to do about it yet, but like, let me just start even thinking about it and start to unravel that belief. Yes. I love that. I'm sure you're familiar with Byron Katie's work. 
but I love her four questions because it breaks it down so simply. And sometimes I joke with my clients. I'm like, I could just coach you on these four questions and that's it. That's what we do. (laughs) But, but like, it's just really looking at like, okay, so is this thought true? And then oftentimes your brain will be like, well, yeah, of course it's true. Here's the evidence. And it's like, well, can we know for certain that it's true? I you know, say, is this necessarily true? Like, yeah, we can take it true, but is this necessarily hundred percent true? No. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I mean, I feel like this is the secret to life is this curiosity place and this worthiness place and coming back to that, like as many times as you need to mm-hmm. in a day, because most of us like need it a hundred times a day and that's okay. <laughs> You know, like, I don't believe anyone that's like, oh my God, like, I I just am not that person. That's (laughs) like, you turn on a switch and you're like amazing all day long. I'm like, no, I have to check in with myself like all day long, but I've just like made that okay. You know what? Glad you brought that up because I'm a super sensitive person. Like I'm very sensitive to like my environment, to my surroundings and just like, just sensitive in general. So I used to be like, why am I still feeling so this way? Or like, why am I not over this? Or like, gosh, like mm. I'm so sensitive to everything. What's wrong with me? And like, I just thought that'd be okay. I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> you can just feel so you can't feel anymore. And I'm just like, you know what? You're sensitive. You're, you're just like high maintenance. And you know what? Cool. Absolutely. I'm super sensitive. Thank you very much. And that's okay because I love myself. I accept myself for who I am. And that's radical acceptance. Instead of beating myself up for having emotions or having feelings, I used to hate that I would have human emotions. I'd be like, mm. gosh, I'm so above this. Or I'm so over this. And I'm not. And that those are my, my emotions, my feelings, um, how I show up, like that, that's my guide. And it brings me back to myself and the source. And that, that's how I live my life. And I'm proud of that. Uh, oh my gosh, this is so good. So tell everyone where they can find you, follow you, all that good stuff. Yes. Come hang out with me on Instagram at the Renee Reese. I'm always on my stories. I've been posting more reels and it's a good time over there. Yay. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Sure. So my name is Krista Bevan and I am a coach primarily for cycle breaker moms, but really anyone who's interested in doing the foundational work of nervous system regulation. This is work that is near and dear to me because it is the thing that helped completely transform my life. And so it's something that I am passionate about, again, in my own life, but also teaching to clients. I am a certified TRE provider, which is tension and trauma releasing exercises, which is one of the modalities that I teach to clients in doing nervous system regulation work. And I'm just really passionate about how our body holds on to things and how we can work with our body to release things to live our best lives. So I'm curious along those lines, if somebody is feeling very unworthy, is this work that you do of like, the first steps to start to like embody the woman that is worthy, that believes she's worthy and kind of taking those steps toward who she is. Yeah. And so what I do with clients is we also look at sort of the roots of that unworthiness so that we can really unpack it. I am all about getting at the core and the roots of things that are causing how we're showing up in life and causing ways that we don't want to be showing up in life so that we can do something about it. Right. I'm always telling clients, 
alteration follows awareness. If we want something to shift, we have to first know that it exists and then we can start to do something about it. And that general sense of unworthiness is often one of those underlying subconscious belief patterns that keeps you held back from the things that you want. So when we can start to identify what some of those subconscious patterns and programs are, we can start to work with those and unwind them and release them from your body so that you can move forward with a different foundation than the one you've been operating from. Mm, So good and so necessary because most of us have various levels of scarcity in us. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So if somebody's like, okay, I'm not sure if I'm struggling with scarcity or feeling worthy, like how would they know? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, it, I think the way to answer that question is try to rest, see what Mm. happens, give yourself the day off, put your phone away so that you're not checking your email at six o'clock in the morning when you're laying in bed. Turn your Facebook notifications off and see what happens. See how your body responds. Is part of you like unable to focus because you haven't looked at Facebook and you haven't checked your messages and you haven't seen the email? Like, or are you centered and grounded and calm even without that external, whatever we're counting that input of is external source of validation, right? If you can sit calmly without those things, if you can really go on vacation with your family and unplug, and have that feel okay in your body, then you probably don't need the work that you do or the work that I do, right? But if you're doing those kinds of things and you feel this like body reaction, like you can't handle that, like that feels painful or overbearing or uncomfortable or absolutely something that you couldn't imagine doing, chances are your relationship to rest and your relationship to hustling need some adjustment and need some, need some tuning. And really what's that, what that's reflecting is that your nervous system needs some regulating and that your nervous Mm. system is out of tune. Because here's the thing is that we can become addicted sort of to being in a stress state. Oh, a hundred percent. Right. And so when we are in a stress state and that's how we have lived our lives. So especially for those of us who have experienced childhood trauma, or even like you were saying at the beginning, like everyone has experienced trauma. I, I think that to be true. I think anyone living on planet earth in 2021 has been yeah. <laughs> going through almost two years of a pandemic, right? For crying out loud. So when you have a history of that and you haven't done the work to sort of resolve that in your body, it's, you have a tendency to know it's, it's sort of a devil, you know, kind of situation, right? So you are used to living in a stressful situation. So actually letting yourself unplug and take that breath and come into a a calm state can actually feel like a threat to your nervous system, which then triggers you back into that stress response and keeps your nervous system in that activated revved up state, right? Mm. And so this is the thing about the nervous system and, and your brain's perceptions of things is that they're just perceptions. They're not Mm. grounded in reality. Our perceptions of safety are not rational. They're based on real or perceived threats. And and that can be external sources or internal sources. So when you try to relax, and if you're type A, like you can't even like lay on the massage table to get the massage because that feels too indulgent, right? What's happening is that your body is addicted to that stress state and it doesn't even know how to be in that calm state without 
sensing the calm state as a threat. Even though that rationally doesn't make sense to our to our intellectual brains, our intellectual mm-hmm. brains are not where our survival brains are located. Those are two different parts of our brain. Our survival brain is the one that's really calling the shots in these situations. And again, when we start to understand those dynamics at play, what we can do is we can start to befriend our body, befriend mm-hmm. our nervous system. And what I think is the greatest gift out of all of that is we can then cultivate a level of self-compassion for ourselves so that we can be kinder to ourselves. So we can be a little bit softer. We can give ourselves a little bit more grace to then have room to practice letting ourselves come into that calm state, letting ourselves titrate into not being so addicted to that hustle and that grind, and then actually get to that place where we can settle into it and enjoy it, right? And that's what we want. We want to live our life from that calm, regulated place when we can. Uh, all of that is so good. I feel like there's so much to unpack there or that we could dive into just in terms of how conditioning plays into all of that. And so I, I always want to like normalize so much of the conversation that I think we feel alone in and saying like, everyone has these thoughts, these experiences, like you're never, ever alone in them. It's simply, can you become the observer of them? Right. And exactly what you were saying. I, I, first of all, I love this exercise. I think everyone should take Krista up on this and like take a day off and see what happens. You know, I often like I'll, I'll have some clients who, you know, are used to working six, seven days a week. And I'm like, absolutely not. This is not what we do. Like, and it, it has brought up a lot of stuff for some clients that are so addicted to that hustle grind mentality and it's it's it is an addiction it's like this scarcity addiction too right of like if i don't work that i won't make money if i don't do x y and z then this won't happen and breaking up with that is very complicated so i also think it's so important like the last part you said of so much compassion for ourselves and grace for ourselves because especially the older you are the more conditioning you have. And so like the longer it's going to take to unlearn some of these things. And I just am constantly reminding clients like patience, grace, like you, you have learned these behaviors over so many decades. So it's going to take some time to undo them. Well, and the other thing that I think is really helpful in, in this part of the conversation is understanding that those things that you were doing, the ways that you've responded, the ways that you're living your life, are actually all good things that happen for a reason. Those Mm. personality traits of wanting to work that much, those came from a sincere place of goodness in your body reacting to a situation where your body was trying to keep you safe. And when Mm. you can start to understand that and frame things that way and realize Mm. that those mechanisms were protective, Mm. and again, they weren't betraying you, Mm. that those were actually trying to keep you safe and doing what your body thought was the best choice in that moment, those are wonderful things. The problem is when the threat or the stressors that we've been dealing with have ended and we continue living our life from this place of protective mechanisms and sort of armoring that we all end up picking up and using, when we're constantly showing up to every interaction in our life as though it's a full-fledged battle when we don't need Mm. to do that, then that starts to to be disruptive and cause problems, right? So I find that when we can sort of externalize these things and look at them and thank them, it's sort of, you know, like the Marie Kondoing of your personality traits. It's like, 
thank them. Do they bring you joy? Are they sparking joy still? No. Okay. Well then let's set those ones down. But part of that Marie Kondo process is thanking it, right? And then releasing Mm -hmm. it. The gratitude helps you to release it. And the same is actually true of your protective mechanisms as well. Understand why they were there. Realize the job that they were doing. Thank them for keeping you safe and alive until this point in your life and then send them on their way, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. That's so beautiful. And such an eloquent way to think about it. And then to go do it. Cause I always say like, all these things are great to talk about. And I love talking about these things, but you know, it's, it's figuring out like, how do you integrate these into your daily experience in a way that's going to serve you? Because, you know, it's like, all right, cool. You have all the tools in the toolkit, but like, if you don't use them, they're not going to help you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh Oh my gosh. Well, this has been such an amazing conversation. I am so thankful for your expertise and sharing all of your nuggets with us. Can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Sure. So you can find me on my website, which is kristabevan.com. And then that'll link you out to all the other places. I'm on Instagram. I have a podcast, I have a Facebook group, and all of that will link from my website. Uh, Thank you so much, Krista. Thank you, Carrie. Yeah. So I'm Lola Pickett, CEO of Moon and Manifest. And my brand is all about empowering sensitive visionaries to partner with their nervous systems, overcome all of their patterns of protection and achieve personal success in the name of collective good. So it's all about changing the world one person at a time. And I really believe that that is internal to us. And if we don't have a good relationship with our nervous systems, then we really can't affect change personally or collectively. So I'm really excited about today's conversation because it's going to be right in line with everything I believe in and everything that I'm focused on. And I'm super happy to be here. Thank you for having me. What would you recommend or question I would have is what would you recommend in some of that? Would you say practicing this on your own? Do you recommend practicing with another person for accountability? Like, do you have a way that you practically would say, okay, let's actually go do it versus like talk about it, right? It's like the same way I talk about any type of this work, like we can talk about it till we're blue in the face, but if we don't actually practice it, what good is it? Right. It's just mental masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. (laughs) So I love that you said that one of the things that was coming to mind as I was talking about the tribal abandonment wounds that our nervous Mm. system can carry is to calibrate your tribe. And I don't Mm. use the word tribe lightly. It's a very inappropriate word to use most of the time. And I am saying this in the ancient nervous system sense of our systems are wired to belong to a village. And so what we can do to help create more resilience socially for ourselves as we grow, as we endeavor to succeed, is to surround ourselves with people who get it. This Mm -hmm. is why masterminds are so important and so popular. It's why having a coach is so important. You want to have allies in your community that you can go to when you start to have those dips or you start to get freaked out by where you're headed or where you are, people who can say, I've been there too, you're not going to (laughs) die. You know, like this isn't going to kill you. You can get through this and here's what to expect. Like here's the map of the terrain. When our nervous Mm. system has a map and we all of a sudden can orient ourselves into some sort of a process with what we're going through, all of a sudden it doesn't feel so overwhelming. It doesn't feel so threatening. We don't have to go all the way into shutdown live inside of the cookie drawer and wake up on Tuesday going, what happened the last five days? So 
Surrounding yourself with people who are at the level you want to be at or are at the level you are at now, emotionally, mm-hmm. spiritually, financially, mm-hmm. entrepreneurially, all of those different places, really, really important. And then another thing that's just very practical is when you start to notice your resistance coming in, is to shift your perspective on it. So, I mean, mm-hmm. perspective shifts are, I think, one of the more underrated pieces. It's not exactly mindset. And what happens when you shift your perspective is that you shift the sensory information that's actually coming into your system. Because what we are programmed as with our brains is to receive a very limited amount of data. And when we start to expand our perspective on the meanings that we make from our experiences, we start to take in different data and we start to have very different experiences. So when you are feeling resistance, what I like to say is that resistance is resonant. Because we don't resist what we don't need. It's just a no. And so when you're like, I don't want to do this thing. I'm putting it off, meh, meh, meh. Or I'm having all these imposter syndrome voices come up in my head. That's resistance. And instead of looking at it as, well, this is probably a sign I should just like should throw in the towel or like turn yeah. instead of right. This is a sign that the universe is telling me I'm going in the wrong direction. Bullshit. It is not. What it actually is a sign is is that thing is deeply resonant and deeply confronting, and it is your invitation to go exactly in that direction. So you want to listen to that resonance, and with a couple of very simple nervous system support tricks that I can share with your audience, you can face it and continue going in the direction of what calls you, and -hmm. that's calling you into being the person that you know you need to be. That's what facing our resistance does for us. So There's a really simple exercise that Dr. Stanley Rosenberg developed, and it's called the vagus nerve reset. The vagus nerve is the control panel for the control panel. So it is what helps our nervous system decide if it needs to go into fight, flight, freeze, appease, any of those protection patterns that we activate at various times. It's the control of whether we're in sympathetic or parasympathetic, calm or activated. And of course, there's positives and negatives sides to each of those things. So when you reset your vagus nerve, what can happen is that wherever you were going, if it was in the direction of not wanting to deal with your resistance, resetting your nerve can help you stay present with yourself and then make a more engaged, proactive, resonant, empowered decision about how you want to move forward. could be something like making a podcast or sitting down to write an email to a new potential client or following up on somebody who hasn't responded to your proposal. All those things that were like, oh, I can like wait another couple hours for that. So how you reset the vagus nerve is very, very simple. There's two ways. So one is super easy if you have an ice pack on hand. So what you can do is you can wrap an ice pack in like a washcloth or a dish towel and just set it right here in the center of your forehead. Yes, it might feel like you're blocking your third eye. It's just temporary. (laughs) So you put it on your forehead and you lay flat on the ground. And in about five minutes, if you just lay still and let that cold start to penetrate in through the cranial nerve that's right there in the center of your forehead, it sends a signal to your vagus nerve to wake up and reset. So if you're having uh, accelerated heart rate, if you're having anxiety, that's something that you can do if you're at home and you have an ice pack on hand to help your system reset, recalibrate, and get yourself out of that kind of reactive state, whether it's freezing or flying, or whatever your reaction patterns are. Super simple, right? I love that hack. That's so easy. So easy. 
So that one's super easy. And then there's another one that's also pretty easy, but it just takes like a couple of steps. So what you will do is, again, this is best laying down. So don't do this if you're driving a car and listening right now. But what you'll do is you'll put your hands behind your head and kind of cradle that part of your head that sticks out. That's the occiput. So you're just going to like interlace your fingers, cradle your head, laying on the ground, and then staring straight ahead. You're just going to move your eyes Mm. first in the direction left. And you're just going to like gently kind of invite them to the edge of your field of vision. Like don't push it so that you hurt your eyeballs. And then when you're done with that, you'll know because you'll have this little like shudder that happens or you'll yawn or you'll sigh or you'll just kind of feel this kind of like let down. And then you center your eyes and do the same thing by gazing to the right. And because the vagus nerve controls the nerves that connect to the eyeballs, this has a similar effect. And then you can kind of just shake it out and stretch. And I have done this any number of times when I have been like avoiding something or whatever it's showing up for me like. And you might not notice a huge difference at first, but when you regard the day at the end of the day, you're like, wait, I did a whole bunch of shit today that I was totally putting off. (laughs) Amazing. So it might not be like fireworks, right? But you have this sense of calm ability to continue to participate. And that I think Mm -hmm. is what it really comes down to when we talk about nervous system regulation is you want to be able to participate. You want to show up to life and show up on instead of numbed out. Yes. I, I love that word. It's one of my favorite just ways to view things. Like as someone who lived in such a disempowered victim state for so, so long, and then going like, Oh, I have to be an active participant in my life and it's co-creation. And wow, this is a whole different way of being like, who knew I had no idea, you know, but I think that that is just such a good word to remind all of us of the personal responsibility that we have in creating our own lives. And, and like how simple some of these things can be. And I, I just think that's such a good reminder because regardless of where you are, if you, you know, your business is booming, if you're feeling stuck, if you're, you know, like having a freak out, a contraction and expansion, like these are tools that anyone can go use today and yeah. implement and see results. Absolutely. And you don't ever outgrow the need to partner with your nervous system because mm-hmm. with every new level of success or happiness or joy or fulfillment, your system's got a new level of protection that it's going to kick in every single time without fail. If you mm-hmm. make it so that you feel safe to succeed financially, you might find that you have this pattern of rejecting romantic partners or not being able to find or sustain a relationship or you have a strained relationship with your kids. I mean, there's all these different pieces. There's always some part of our life where we're not operating at our full performance or our full potential because we're scared and it's okay. It's so human of us, but we want to learn how to see that for what it is and support ourselves for what it is. Yeah. So last question I would love to ask is if somebody's in this kind of expansion contraction that we talked about, what would be your best piece of advice or way that you would either coach someone or help someone to really regulate that to a little bit more? Like I kind of look at it like roller coaster. We want to get more on like a bumpy train ride or something. Right. <laughs> right exactly. Um, yeah. First things first is to stop and celebrate. 
I think mm. that a lot of times we just go right through to the next thing. And part of the reason why we can't sustain the good experiences in our life or have a hard time with that and go into these contraction cycles is because we haven't fully processed the good and we haven't mm -hmm. fully let it in. And if you want to make it safer for your system, you have to make it safer for your system. You have to stay <laughs> there for a minute, right? You have to mm -hmm. acknowledge it and really, really drop into that experience. Feel it in your body. What does mm -hmm. it feel like to be this financially secure? You know, let's say you had like a really amazing launch and it was blew your mind and it was way more than you ever thought it was going to happen. And you're like, holy fuck. Okay. Right. But like, let's be with that for a minute. Okay. Let's mm -hmm. like actually go and look at my bank account. Look at my business mm -hmm. bank account. Look at that balance. What's happening in my body? Am I able to sit there with that? Am I already spending the money? Am I already like freaking out that I won't be able to keep it? What is starting to happen in my body, in my mind? Because this is going to help you catch that drop that wants to happen before mm -hmm. it fully drops. And the only way you're going to be able to catch it is if you stay there in the code so that you can see what's actually happening, right? So mm -hmm. that would be my first piece of advice. And I think that celebration is completely overlooked by a lot of folks because it's just, it's like it's never enough. It's always on to the next thing. That's the culture we're in. It's extremely toxic. So one of the big FUs that we can give is to be, is to set, be satisfied and to really acknowledge when the good happens for us and not feel guilty about it. Absolutely. I I love that hack because it's one of my, I mean, personally, it's one of my favorites. It's what I use with my clients all the time. I'm like, how are we celebrating? How are we, you know, acknowledging this? Because it is just human nature, especially if you're an ambitious entrepreneur, like you want more and you're allowed to want more. And it's that exactly what you said, like sitting in that gratitude and being so present with that because there's always a next level. Always, always, always. Always, always. I mean, obviously Jeff Bezos hasn't stopped. So why should you? <laughs> it's true. Very, very true. And let's have like more folks like us be at those levels, right? Exactly. <laughs> Not the patriarchy. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. Thank you so much for this conversation. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you, follow you in terms of your work and what you're up to. Thank you so much. Yeah. You can come find me at moonandmanifest.com or at moon and manifest on all the social platforms. I'm all the places I play on Instagram most. So that's a great place to come and say hello. And I love hearing from people. So if you heard me on the show and you want to connect, send me a message and it will be me who responds and says hello back to you and just gets to know you a little bit because the more people with empowered nervous systems, the more people are going to be able to show up and build different systems in this world and, and take care of each other and ourselves better. Mm, thank you so much, Lola. I appreciate the work you are doing in this world so, so much. Thank you so much for having me. What another fantastic episode. I know that I say this every week, but the truth is it is such an honor to get to interview these experts in nervous system regulation for them to share behind the scenes with you. And particularly on this one in terms of healing from burnout and what that looks like and how to do it. And so my invitation to myself, to all of you listening is to try this on, to really begin to 
figure out how to implement these tools. And oftentimes that means hiring support. That means going to therapy. That means something, right? So that you keep yourself accountable to the life that you really want. Uh, And honestly, to the life that you are capable of that I fully believe in. And I know the power of having people believe in us, right? That is just something I constantly come back to with surrounding myself with communities of big thinkers and big doers and people that are up to great things in this world that challenge me, that inspire me and coaches and mentors and containers I'm in so that I show up for my best self. And it's not roses all the time. It's not always easy. I never want to give that impression. And I know it is a lot easier with support. So go back and listen to any nuggets of this episode that you want to re-listen to. I am so grateful for these guests sharing their expertise with us on this episode, on this entire season. And I hope and I'm positive that you have gotten as much out of it as I have. So let me know if there is anything I can do for you. Please reach out to me. My desire is for you to have a life and a business that you love showing up for that pays you so well and brings you joy and where you get to use your gifts and talents and show up to make an impact and an income in this world. So go back and listen, reach out to me if I can support you. I would love to have you join a container of mine this year and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Set Yourself Free podcast. It is truly an honor to be in your ears. Would you do me one quick favor and go leave a rating and review for the show? It allows people to find this free resource and get it into the hands of more people. I would be so grateful if you would take 30 seconds and go do that. I will pick a reviewer every single month to give a free session to. So please head on over, leave a rating and a review and go tell your friends. Thanks so much and see you next week.